All right, well, welcome to Peninsula Grace. It's great to be with you all here this morning. Um, and so my name is Drew, and I am a follower of Jesus. I'm married to my wonderful wife, Claire, father of five little bundles of energy. And um, I also work down the road at Solid Rock Bible Camp. And i um, looking forward to being here with you today and looking in God's Word. So before we get started, let's go ahead and ask the Lord for help. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you that you love us, um, for your word, and I just pray that you'd help us to understand it, to look into it today, and uh, it would um, help encourage us in our faith. In your name we pray, amen. All right, well, if you are new here to Peninsula Grace, we've been going through the story of the Bible, starting in Genesis, and um, this morning we will end up at the temptation of Jesus. And so normally, our shy friend Justin um, will go through the some hand motions, and so if you're looking forward to that, you'll have to come back next week. <laughs> and uh, so we're going to get going here. And so I'll, just a really brief recap, um, we went through the, saw the humble birth of Jesus, where he so personally came down um, to humanity, his time in the temple, where his parents were a little bit nervous, and, um, and the teachers were very amazed at, at his understanding and he told his parents, you know, that what, didn't you know I would be in my father's house? And um, then we saw his baptism, which was fitting to fulfill all righteousness, it said there. And we saw the Spirit descend on him, and God declared that he was pleased with him. And um, one of the cool things in all those instances, he was also fulfilling prophecy. And so it's kind of right after that that we can land in Matthew um, you can also find it in Luke and Mark, but we're going to rest mostly in Matthew chapter 4. Um, so you can turn there, or however you get there on your electronics is cool too. Alright, so first, let's look at a couple definitions. So, um, to tempt, one definition, I'm sure there's many, but is to induce or entice to do something and uh, to test, which is another, you know, to tempt or test. Um, to test is a critical examination, so you can get grounds for admission or exclusion. So in the first definition, we kind of see the idea of a lure. I was just this last weekend with a friend on a boat with my father-in-law and son, and we were trying to get some fish with kind of that idea of a lure. And um, so you drop your bait down and. You're just waiting for some fish to join you on deck. And um, it's not really the best thing for the fish to join you on deck, but, you know, we, we enjoyed it. Um, but that's kind of how our lure works. It comes, it's not really good for the fish, but, you know, they sure end up wanting it. And so, um, and then with testing, we have the idea of seeing how pure something is, how something measures up. You know, we, in our day-to-day process, whether you're going to school um, we see that idea of testing um, the court system. That's an idea of, of testing. Um, and we also see it in work with precious metals to see how pure a metal is. And so that's, as we read through the, um, this passage, kind of keep those ideas in mind of tempt, what it is to tempt, be tempted and, and to be tested. Um, so we'll start off and we're just going to read the, the passage and then we'll... I'll go through it. So, if you're there, Matthew 4, chapter 4, we're starting verse 1. All right. 
guess I should get there. All right, then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these I will give to you, if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. So in this first test, um, we see Satan is appealing, you know, some some would say to the to the intellect, um, you know, the place of reasoning. You know, he's saying, you're hungry. You got the power. Make some bread. Um, and so we kind of see here, I, I think, part of the roots of what we call materialism, an attempt to get us, Jesus, to forget about the spiritual truth. Because, um, you know, remember, he was led there by the Spirit to be tested um, and to gratify the flesh. And so we see Satan using a, a text without a context. Um, and so we'll read that again. He says, um, if you are the son of God, so here's a, a kind of a questioning tone, command these stones to, give, to become loaves of bread. And so he is, um, Jesus, remember it said he was hungry and the devil came and tested him. So he's appealing um, to, to a hungry man. Remember, we've learned that Jesus had the attributes of man, so it wasn't like, he went out there and all of a sudden you know, he wasn't hungry. You know, and it even says there, and I think it's an important note, that for, after 40 days and 40 nights he was hungry and the tempter came to him with that temptation. Um, and so we see when Jesus answers, he says, it is written, um, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And this actually comes back from Deuteronomy 8, verse 3. And you'll see Deuteronomy is kind of a common theme here in Jesus' responses. And so um, Deuteronomy 8, 3, you're welcome to turn there. Um, Has any humbled you and let your hunger and, and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. And so here we see that God is the provider who is to be trusted, um, not, not manipulated. So Satan is saying, you're hungry, you got the power, you know, do your own thing, essentially, you know. Um, and there's something more for it to Jesus than just merely satisfying his physical hunger. And so in his response, it starts off, you know, and it goes back to, to that history where it took those guys quite a while. You know, they were wandering around, 
so that God could show them that, hey, you're not to merely live by bread alone, but by every word which comes from the mouth of the Lord. And then we see um, as we go into the second test or tempt, um, you know, Satan again, his goal is evil. You know, he's, he's the, the deceiver, so we, can, we know that everything that Satan does is really to deceive us. Um, and so, again, he comes at Jesus. Um, and the second one seems to get Jesus to use God for his own devices. Um, tries to get at the will of Jesus. Again, he's using a text again, but a text without a context. So we'll read in verse 5 where he does this again. He says, Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple. And what that exactly looks like, I'm, you know, not sure, but it says, And he said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. And it's... um, you know, again, another one of those things that Satan is saying, you know, he brings them up to this high place. He says, if you have this ability, um, say the word. You know, this is what, you know, he's using a, a, trying to use a text. Um, but we see again that when Jesus responds, he uses, when Jesus uses a text, he uses it in, in the right context. And so um, we see his response here in verse um, seven, and Jesus says to him, again, it is written, um, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And so we, you know, we see here that God is the one to be obeyed, not used for our devices, and it's his will be done, not ours. And there's a famous prayer in the Bible that um, many of us are familiar with, and a lot of that in there is not my will, but thine be done. And so what is, uh, you know, we've got a matter of the will here. And in the third test, um, we read, and this one is, to me, the most interesting, um, but it, there's, so he's not using a text on, from, he's not trying to quote anything or misquote it, the, the devil that is. Um, but he's kind of coming at him with, like, imagination, you know. In verse 8 uh, of chapter 4, we see, And again, the devil took him up to this another very high place, but a very high mountain, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world, and said to him, All these I will give you if you fall down and worship me. And, you know, it's like Satan's about to strike out here, and so he's saying, Jesus come imagine with me, you know, and so he couldn't, um, wasn't able to break Jesus so far, and so now he's coming at him with imagination, you know, and, and so we see Jesus respond again, responds again, and Jesus responds again to the text. Um, then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, um, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. And then the devil left him, and behold, the angels came and were ministering to him. And so here, um, I think oftentimes we are, we are tempted in all of manners, and in this last one, you know, oftentimes I think through 
media and entertainment, you know, imagination is a large part of the success of, you know, whether it's, you know, from the entertainment end to the social media end to, to, to whatever. And it's, imagination in itself is not, not the bad thing. But here when imagination, when our imagination takes leave of worship and service to God, then it, it, it really misleads us down the wrong path. And so um, Satan says, come imagine with me, you know, almost like, let's, let's put the truth aside here for a moment and come imagine with me. Look at all these things. If you just worship me, they'll be yours. Um, but as you see, you know, Jesus is at least familiar or, you know, um, with the scriptures, so he comes back again with the scripture in context and, um, and tells him to go. And he goes, and then the angels come and minister him. And so we, and it's in, at the start we see that it was the, the Spirit that led him into the wilderness, right, in um, verse 1 of chapter 4. And so we, we need the, likewise, need the leading of the Holy Spirit. And the cool thing is believers, as we have it, um, and it was the, the same spirit that was with Jesus. So, looking back for you guys, if you just look kind of mentally look back um, over the last couple of weeks, how many of you guys have been tempted or tested? Um, think about some of those ways you might have been, and how many of you failed? Not really. Don't raise your hand. I'm just kidding. But. Um, but we, we get that every day, you know, we, some of these things, not necessarily <laughs> quite this extreme, but I think we're, we'll, we'll look through here, I think we're tempted in, in some of these same several manners. And so, first let's look into the Bible about why we get tempted. Um, and so, I'll start in James chapter 1. And I'm going to read just a few verses here, starting at verse 14. It says, But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it is conceived, gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of God that we should be a kind of first roots of his creatures. And so all the good things that we need, desire really come from, from God above. And so we, you know, we look back at that testing and it's like, forget about the word, forget about truth. I'll give you what, what you want. And Satan's a deceiver. He can't actually give us that. He can't give us what we really need, what we really want. And so we come back and have to remember that every good gift, every perfect gift comes from the Father of lights. Um, and so then James kind of does for us, and we're tempted when we are lured, when we're enticed, kind of like those fish. Um, And so we, we receive the gifts. We don't fabricate them. No one else can fabricate them except God alone. Um, and so oftentimes, I think it's through pride and deceit, we are led astray from the real provider of everything we need. And 
it's really important that we go back. I mean, he's given us his word. Uh, for me, if, if, if I take the, God's word out of the picture, I, I have a hard time knowing um, what is true and what is not, you know, because my imagination left to its own, my mind my, is not good apart from God. It's not clear. And so um, and those are two things that distract us, um, pride and deceit. And we have to remember that our, our main fight is not against flesh and blood. Um, and, and Jesus, in this temptation, he was offered many physical things. He started off with, he was hungry, and he came. He, he brought him up and said, you know, throw yourself down and you won't strike your foot, right? You won't get hurt because the angels will come. And then he says, look at all the worlds, all the, the physical worlds, all these you can have. And Jesus didn't respond with physical, well, I got bread coming tomorrow. Check on that one. I got, um, you know, the world's mine eventually. Anyway, he came back and said it is written. And he came and brought it back to, to, to the real issue, to the real point, which Satan's going to always try to deceive us and distract us from. And if we're in the Holy Spirit, which is the same spirit um, that was with Jesus, we will um, be able to, to stand against that. And so um, we're going to look at several um, other passages here in the New Testament that help us see how to resist um, temptation and how to find the help we need from the Lord. And so this first one we're going to read is in Hebrews 4. Um, I'm going to start in verse 14. And this one tells us a little bit about um, the love of God for us who are um, priests in Jesus. And so, so it says, Since then we have a high, great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. And so when we look at that temptation, we see that, you know, he has been. And um, he's not, when he came down as man, we, he, he's not, he's capable of, of sympathizing with us. He knows what it's like, and yet he um, is without sin which is really an awesome thing. Um, and, uh, and so Matthew 6.13, you know, so this is, we won't read the whole Lord's Prayer, but in verse 13 of Matthew chapter 6, says that, that part says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And so the temptations um, are, are from the evil one, from Satan. And... Um, and the way we stand up against it is in the Holy Spirit, and, and we come back to God's Word that He's given us. And in this next passage, which is, um, you know, one that is just really one of my favorites in Ephesians chapter 6, when we, we get the picture of the armor of God, and you know, it has a lot to do with how we can stand against the temptations um, that come against us. And so I'm going to read in verse 10. And it says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. 
So it's not, again, a strength or a might or something we can fabricate. It's something that comes um, from the Lord, you know, and so we have to receive it from him. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Okay, so they're going to come for us. Like we are, they already have in our lives, but just like um, they, they came for, um, for Jesus. And it says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication, to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me, that words may be given to me in the opening of my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. And so we see as Jesus is standing firm in the wilderness, he's in the Spirit, um, he's coming back with it as it is written. Um, and we see in his life um, and ministry that he also talks with God. And so, um, and we see these things um, as, as part of this picture of the soldier standing firm. Um, you know, when the armies, are, you know, there's enough movies out there, I'm sure. Um, I'm not a good movie quoter. So you can pick one, you know, where there's a, a soldier that's just standing firm against, you know, all odds. You know, I'm sure they have them where you got you know, the one versus a hundred and, and the one wins. And, and a lot of times, you know, the armor, as it says, it's for standing firm so you can resist. You, have, you can extinguish the darts. You can, you know, counter the attacks and, um, and you can resist the devil. We can resist the devil and the Lord. It's not a maybe for us. It's not, man, I, I hope the devil's not going to get the upper hand in my life. If we're in the Lord, I mean, it's the gift he's given us. He doesn't have to have the upper hand. Um, we can stand firm, and we can resist, and we can overcome. Um, and part of that is realizing that our main fight isn't against flesh and blood. And, I, and a lot of, for us, temptation comes through the lure of um, flesh and blood. <clears throat> and... There's a, another passage in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 12. If you're tired of flipping, too bad. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, so I'm just going to read a couple verses here in um, chapter 10 again, starting in verse 12. It says, Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he's stands take heed lest he fall no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man and god is faithful there's no maybe there Um, god is faithful and he will not let you be tempted there's no maybe there either he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear and he will also provide the way of escape 
And there's no maybe there either. He will provide the way um, of escape. That you may, again, there's no maybe there. It says that you may be able to endure it. And so, I mean, that is a, um, just an incredible passage. There's, there's, God is not a maybe God. He is, you know. And, and we see um, when he's talked to, he, he declares himself as the I am. And so... Um, when when it comes to our lives and being tested, there's no maybe with God. If we're in God, these are the things He will do and the things He is and will be for us. And so, as we think about our um, day-to-day lives, um, you know, there, there's so many facets from your home life to your work to your school to your friends to all, all the things you might be involved in. And, and, and um, there's so many things that are going to come to distract you, that are come to try to rob you of, of the joy you can have in Christ, the peace that God has for you. And, um, you know, the Bible has answers for us on how to stand firm, how to not be um, dismayed, how to not be overtaken. And, you know, as we see Jesus was tempted... Um, you know, he's, and he, he stood, you know, and you can say, well, yeah, he's, he's Jesus, you know, but, um, but the same spirit, the same God, we have that same hope. And when we see there in Corinthians, there's, there's no maybe for us either. I mean, the only maybe is us, <laughs> you know, we're the ones who tend to be, fail. We're the ones who, by our own desires, it says, um, are lured away. And so it's so, so important to remember that, um, that God is who He is, and that it's don't don't spend all your time wrestling against flesh and blood. Go back to the Scripture. Spend time talking to God um, and asking Him for the help we need. Trust that the Holy Spirit is not silent. You know, the Holy Spirit is not silent in the believer's life. Um, he wasn't silent in Jesus' life either. And so, um, you know, those those passages, um, you know, and. Matthew 6, 1 Corinthians 10, Ephesians 6 um, are just such good promises. And, and it's, it's really important to know the Scriptures. Um, I think one of the... says, we, we really... Um, I've found in my life, I and mean, we have to know the Scriptures to see the perversion and the deceit that comes um, because it's so easy... Um, to get unclear, and, and fortunately, God is good to us. He gave us revelation. He didn't just send a couple, um, you know, the phone game. He did, didn't just send a couple messages here and there and then say, good luck, you know, don't mess it up. Um, fortunately, we have it, and it has withstood um, the test of time pretty incredibly so. <clears throat> and and what a what a good God. And so... When you're going through those times, when you're feeling um, tested, just remember, you know, to go to the Lord. You know, read through that um, Matthew four. It's also in Luke four. So interesting. Um, and so let's look to Him and His Word, and that we might love the Lord our God with all our hearts, all our souls and all our minds, and that we would serve and worship and trust Him only. 
And I, when it comes down to it, those are a lot of the areas that we get attacked in. Well, you know, the heart's pretty good. You know, uh, man's pretty good. Um, you know, my, my soul's good. I, you know, I, I don't need, um, I don't really need to devote any extra time to study or to prayer. You know, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I'm not doing that or this. Um, in my mind, oh, I, I, don't, I don't do that many bad things and I don't look at many bad things. But if we're not going to the source of goodness, we're not going to the source that has the, the peace and the purpose for us, then, then our hearts and soul, our minds, um, you know, we've gone, there's a song that talks about, you know, and the passage to love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all of your mind. And let's uh, ask him for help to serve and worship and, and trust him actively, not just in thought, but let's actively do that. And so um, I just encourage you guys to, to be in the word, to look to Jesus, know that man, he can sympathize with you and the same spirit, the same word, the same God that he went to, we get to go to. Um, and that's a pretty awesome thing in the... Um, so let's pray, and then we'll do some more singing. So, All right, Lord, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for your goodness to us. I thank you that, um, that you came down on your personal God, yet without sin. Help us to look to your word. Help us to talk to you, and help us to really um, expect to be led by your spirit. Um, and it's in your beautiful name we pray. Amen.